Today, we raised the policy interest rate by 50 basis points to three and three quarters percent. This is the sixth consecutive increase since March. And quantitative tightening continues and is complementing increases in the policy interest rate. We also expect our policy rate will need to increase further. Ah, Tiff Macklem. A burst of sunshine, just what you need, right? So, yes, the bad news is rate hikes up by 50 basis points. The good news didn't come in nearly as aggressive as the economists had been expecting, which could have gone as likely high as, uh, what, 75 basis points. But what, what this all means for us is that borrowing money is more expensive. And, of course, as you heard Macklem say there, we're going to get another rate hike. So it'll be a seventh rate hike in December. Also in this uh, press conference, talk of a recession. I mean, he's still talking at this point. We are expecting a recession. How bad it is, I think, depends on who you talk to. Uh, two weeks ago, Tiff Macklem was using language like a soft landing, a slowdown, not a full recession. And then you hear other economists saying this is not going to be pretty. Uh, but Macklem's been wrong about a lot. And so now today he's saying we'll see a slight recession. Again, I think, yeah. Devil will be in the details on this. Philip Cross is a senior fellow at the McDonald Laurier Institute, but he also has 36 years of experience once upon a time at Stats Canada, where he specialized in all the things I never took in school because I didn't know there was even a course of macroeconomics. Good to have you. Thanks for having me on, Alex. All righty. So some uh, economists, or a lot of them, are actually quite surprised that this didn't go as aggressively as uh, it, they thought it would be. Um, you know, they say inflation's not tamed. This will not tame it. But maybe yep. that the Bank of Canada is getting a little bit uh, scared that it's going too aggressive. Yeah, and count me amongst those. Uh, I mean, I'm very surprised that uh, the bank is starting to ease up already before we've actually seen inflation starting to come down. I mean, your news story just highlighted that the price of gasoline yep. jumped today. You know, Gerald, it's going up to buck seventy four tomorrow. I mean, you know, it seems a little early to whip out the mission accomplished banners and, and start easing, especially because, I mean, the bank account cannot afford to make another mistake. They made a very big mistake during the pandemic and early in the recovery. They completely underestimated uh, the upturn of inflation. Uh, so I don't think they have a lot of credibility. If they make another mistake and start taking their foot off the pedal, uh, or off the, start easing up in the break too soon, and inflation becomes more entrenched, they're going to have zero credibility. People are going to start losing their jobs at that point. So, uh, well, well, to I, your I'm point, surprised. I mean, people have been making decisions. I mean, if you have a, a mortgage broker and, and they were listening to his advice about this being short-term over the summer, it's going to be transitory, yeah. and you're giving advice to your clients to stick with the variable because this is going to be short-lived, you know, I'm hearing from a lot of people, I know a lot of people who said, I was told to wait that this would pass, and now I have to lock in yeah. at a 5% rate like that I can't afford. And so a lot of, this is costing everyday people these mistakes. Very much so. I mean, every time the bank of Canada makes a mistake, it costs people. But if they make another one, if if inflation doesn't come down as quickly as they think, then interest rates are going to have to go higher for longer. So this is a, a big risk the bank of Canada is taking. What really perturbs me in all this is the bank of Canada made a very bad mistake in 2020, 2021. They've never come clean and publicly explained what is it that went wrong with their understanding of the economy and their models of the economy. And until they explain what went wrong, it's very hard to have confidence that they're, the models that they're working with on the economy 
uh, are back on the track again. Yeah, I mean, the go-to talking point, and we've talked about this many, many times, it's all global, it's all the war, it's all, you know, energy prices, but yeah. they, they did quietly admit that, oh, yeah, we might have spent too much during the pandemic. Well, that's like, we call that burying the lead. Um, and so, you know, the thing about inflation is you don't want people getting it baked in their head because it just exacerbates it and makes it stick around. But if you can't trust the Bank of Canada has it right, and then you got to wonder, uh, Philip, is, you know, you've got Christian Freeland out there saying, no, 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 the Bank of Canada, the central bank, that they do their own stuff. We're not involved. We're not doing anything. But are they talking behind the scenes here saying, don't do it so high because we're going to wear this? Like, I think people are starting to really question, um, you know, some of the political games that go on here and whether or not um, they're being honest with with Canadians. Yeah, and I, that goes back to, you know, they have they have not done a good job of explaining what went wrong in their understanding of the economy. Uh, they've been accused by Pierre Polyev, amongst others, of printing money during mm-hmm. the pandemic. They have not given a good explanation of why uh, Polyev is wrong. They just stated that he's wrong, but their 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 explanation is David Laidler, a uh, well-known economist at the University of Western Ontario, said, you wouldn't accept this explanation from a first-year undergrad. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is childish. If, if the Bank of Canada will not tr- be transparent and open and uh, treating Canadians with intelligence, I don't see any reason why Canadians should trust them that they've got inflation under control. Well, you've got to be able to manage your money. And if you're not getting honest information, you simply can't manage it. I mean, you've got to give Canadians a fighting chance to try to plan to get through these turbulent waters. And so then I think a lot of people will be saying, look, uh, what does December look like? Are we all of a sudden going to get another big hike? Or are they going to keep kind of, um, you know, pressing the brake a little bit, kind of chipping away at this. And I, I don't think they can do that. I mean, it's either you take the pain now or or you suffer longer, um, you know, after the fact. Yeah, as, a, as I said, you know, the, the fact they've made one mistake is bad enough and it has cost Canadians a great deal to make a, to compound that with another mistake in the, in the middle of the, this fight against inflation would be, extremely bad for the bank's credibility, but also very damaging to Canadians, their purchasing power. And um, So, you know, the bank is is taking a big chance here, and I just don't think it's a good time to be taking a chance. I think this is a time to be frank and honest and transparent with Canadians and admit your mistake and, and show Canadians that you understand why that mistake occurred. I think that's how you gain back trust. You know, uh, but just waving your hands and saying, oh, our models say that inflation is starting to come under control when the last reading from StackN was bad. Um, I don't know why Canadians would believe them. Right. And you certainly have enough um, experience over your years of understanding the dollars and cents. And one of the things we have talked about and one of the things Bay Street has talked about is the fact that they think inflation is actually higher because StatsCan didn't really um, factor in things like used car sales. So they actually believe that we're closer to the American numbers. I'm not sure if that has kind of leveled off. But then, Philip, what do you see, given the information and the messaging we're hearing today, of what we should be in store for? Do you get the sense that this is going to be even more prolonged or that we are really just going to touch upon a recession? Because we hear from economists in the private sector saying this is is going to be a world of hurt in 2023 for people. And yet the messaging today from the Bank of Canada is, eh, slight recession. Yeah, I think, you know, clearly the economy is slowing down. I mean, the, the interest rate increases up to now have had certainly a, a effect cooling the housing market, for example. Um, but, you know, uh, there's much more than the housing right. going on in inflation. Uh, we haven't seen the peak in food prices yet. 
Uh, gasoline energy prices seem to be headed up again as we move into winter. Uh, core inflation, the last reading from Stackin was bad. Uh, the only good thing you can point to in all this is that negotiated wage settlements haven't turned up substantially yet. Uh, wages have gone up because employers are giving their employees bonuses, mm-hmm. but they're not building in higher wage rates uh, based on, on higher prices yet. If that should ever occur, then we're all really going to have a problem. I think the Bank of Canada is basically betting everything on this happy outcome. Uh, as I say, though, that's uh, that's a big bet they're making um, at this point. Yeah, gambling does not make for good policy. Just quickly before I let you go, uh, Philip, um, housing you know, numbers, I don't need to tell you, they are dropping. <clears throat> housing has also been running our economy, which is an odd way to run your economy, but it has been a yep. huge you know, fuel to our economy. So when the houses aren't selling and that drops that much, what is actually driving our economy? Uh, not a whole lot, which is, uh, and it's not just that housing is cooled. I mean, the the energy sector is, uh, has slowed. Um, the lower dollar is, is damaging a lot of the industries that are dependent on imports. Uh, we don't have $500 checks going out to everybody in Ontario and Quebec anymore. So, oh. you know, there's a lot of reason to believe mm-hmm. the, the economy is slowing. But, yeah, it's really unnatural. Housing was 11% of our economy. That was more than business investment. That's ridiculous. We've never seen anything like that. Uh, so certainly the housing market is, is the one area I think the bank can point to and say our actions have definitely taken that market off the boil. The problem is I, don't, I wouldn't be so confident with the labor market yet. Yeah, well, no no question. It'll uh, muck with the talking points of the Prime Minister who keeps talking about how great the economy is. Well, if the one thing driving it is now drying up, uh, he'll have to get a new talking point. Nonetheless, Philip, always appreciate you breaking these matters down. It's always in the fine print that we find out the real story here. So, well, uh, stay tuned on this one. Thanks for having me on, Alex. And that is Philip Cross, who's with the McDonald Laurier Institute, but certainly has lots of experience because this is what he did over at StatsCan is dive into the... He followed the numbers. Follow the dollar.